0: Welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing podcast. In this episode, I have a conversation with my friend Matt Reynolds. Matt is a trans man who now speaks out against the transgender movement in lieu of grooming children. This episode is absolute fire. We talk about how Matt came to know Christ, how changing his body did not bring him the salvation that the Lord did, and why it is so dangerous that these people are pushing transgenderism and the LGBTQ agenda on children particularly. This conversation is honestly one of my best. It's on fire. There is not a moment of silence. There's not a moment where something profound or informative is not being said. Matt really, really knows his stuff here. And he is the perfect candidate to speak out against the dangers of the transgender movement because he is a trans man. And yet, he gets called transphobic. He gets called a bigot. He gets told that he's against the community when obviously none of those things align with common sense. Now, with this talk, we get into things about the New World Order, Agenda 2030, and how this all connects to the pharmaceutical industry, to the food industry, to chemtrails, to the music industry, to everything that's been going on for the past two years. And honestly, everything that's been going on for the past couple of decades and what that's gonna to start to look like in another 10 years. Really hope that you enjoy this episode. You might have to listen to it once or twice because there's a lot of information. Enjoy. All right, welcome back to another episode of Heaven and Healing Podcast. I'm here today with Matt Reynolds. Um, he is a trans man, and I am just really excited for this conversation because I have followed Matt for two years since like all the crap started in 2020 with um, you know, the pandemic and all that fun stuff. And so I've seen Matt just sort of really come out and start to talk about the issues of the trans movement which has been really interesting to see because he is a trans man and I just I really respect the fact that there's no um there's no denying biology with Matt there's no kind of sweeping under the rug the realities of it all and he's really passionate about helping kids and you know particularly what's going on in schools and things like that so we'll get into all that first I'm going to hand it over to Matt and let him talk about how he came to know
1: Christ. Okay. So I was raised atheist and looking back, I'm actually really thankful for it because I think finding God on your own is so special because so many people, you find some people that are are, are raised, um, you know, around the church and things like that, they kind of turn away from it later in life because they feel it's forced on them. I was raised by complete atheists. And uh, when I woke up to the truth about all the corruption in the world in 2020, I started obviously stumbling down the rabbit holes of these people worship Satan. And it's so evident to see the music industry. I know you've just done a pod about that. Um, it's so demonic um there is such a satanic influence in the music industry and when you see all of this with your eyes i remember i had this moment because i'd seen a video on planned parenthood with the conveyor belt where they were harvesting the organs of the of 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 the babies and it broke my heart to the point i stood in my bedroom and i said jesus Tell me what to do. And I want to do your work. Like, tell me this can't go on anymore. Please. Like, I love you, Jesus. I accept you. Please come into my life. And I'm telling you, he did. I felt it. You can feel it. That when you feel that energy for the first time, it's the most, it's like, it's like being given a hug, Mm. you know? And I stopped crying because I could feel this love and I wasn't afraid anymore. And then since then, I just dedicated my time to exposing the pedophilia in Hollywood. Um, and now, obviously, it's got to the point where there's this horrific indoctrination going on in the schools and with with the gender stuff. So I'm just trying to be as loud as I can and do, do the Lord's work.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Everyone says basically the same thing that once you feel jesus it, it's just like no going back from there and that's that's kind of um that's interesting that you were raised atheist and you felt the need to transition do you feel like there's maybe any correlation there
1: um i don't think so with that only because uh, my situation was a birth in, uh, birth defect i'm actually classed as um intersex but i didn't know all of this stuff until i'd already been to a few appointments so when I was age five, I first turned around to my mum and I said, mum, I think, I think I'm think i a boy. And this was quite alarming for her because she was actually told throughout her entire pregnancy she was having a son. Um, she'd lined out the name Max for me and anything. So when I came out female, it wasn't just a shock to my mum, it was a shock to the hospital as well because they were expecting a boy. And mm. I don't know if you're aware of this, but all babies in the womb start off as female when it's only later on in the development that um, the gender changes from... In, into male, um, so I was told by my mum back then. You know, this is a phase. This might not be serious. You could be a tomboy because you know that is very common uh, with with girls growing up as well. Because if if you're a boy biologically, you know. Y- things are a lot easier when you're a girl you've got to deal with puberty periods and it can be quite daunting and a lot of girls I think do go through a tomboy stage because of that so I think my mum had that in her mind and she was like look if you're older and you feel this way it's fine but but right now like it could be a phase you know and I thought she was really mean I did I thought she was the cruelest person ever because I was young and I didn't understand and it was only when I got older and I started going through this stuff, which is when I found out I was intersex because they took my bloods and it came back that I had 10 times more testosterone in my body than a female biologically should have. And it wasn't anything to do with polycystic ovaries, which can also cause apparently race testosterone levels. So my mum became more accepting when that happened because she could see this, this evidence on paper. Um, so it is a little bit different with me. And I definitely found God in my adult life.
0: Mm-hmm. That's really interesting, yeah, I didn't know that. So can you explain a little bit more what intersex exactly is? Cause I've, I have don't wanna be like ignorant to that. Is that like hermaphroditic? Is that the same thing?
1: It's not quite hermaphro- hermaphrodite cause hermaphrodite is when you have both uh, genitals, I believe that's what hermaphrodite is. Um, what it could have been was basically in the late stages of pregnancy, um, the penis actually comes from the vagina. It basically falls out. If that makes any sense, it, it falls out. And that didn't happen. So they actually had to check my body to see if I had testicles inside me. Like it was, oh. so that's what it can mean that you can have, Um, it it didn't go through the full change.
0: Okay. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. So um, how did you start to go about your transition as an adult?
1: Okay. So I had depression and i think when i look back a lot of it probably was to do with the fact that god wasn't in my life because i haven't had it since i found god i think you just exist when you don't have god so i i was very very unhappy and obviously i told you i'd I'd been going through this thing with my mum for quite a few years at this point with i think i'm a boy i think i'm a boy and i got to age 17 and i was very suicidal and i actually attempted to take my life twice and it was after the 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 second time when i was in hospital where the doctor actually came into me and he said what are you doing and i was like i'm just so depressed and he goes well why so i was like, i feel like i'm in the wrong body and i feel really trapped and my college is really stressing me out because i'm not who i want to be so i'm quiet all the time and i'm really secluded and uh, the doctor went well how old are you now and i said i'm i'm 17 i'm nearly 18 he goes Well, the things were different back then. They didn't try and force it on you as much as they do now. So back then, this guy says to me, he's like, well, you're nearly 18, so you can go ahead of it then. So why would you end your life right now before you can finally start to live? And I I thought about what he said, and I was like, you're absolutely right. So I did wait. Um, But nowadays, things aren't aren't like that anymore. You know, I'm hearing there are 12-year-olds going to appointments and being told after one session that they're in the wrong body. And this is where there's a difference. Okay. Now the brain doesn't stop developing to age 25. So even at 17, when I was having this, this thing, my brain wasn't even still still fully, fully developed then, although it would be a lot more developed than it would be for a 12 year old. So this is a very dangerous ideology that children are now able to make these choices because children don't know what they want to be. I remember being a young child and wanting to be a superhero or an astronaut or like sometimes things that don't even exist, like unicorns, people, you know, children want to identify as things that literally don't exist. So to take a child's word straight away, when they say they think they're a boy or a girl, it shouldn't be taken seriously. Don't dismiss them. Like listen to them. Don't make them feel unloved, but don't take everything they say exactly, literally for what it is, because they're very confused. And especially um, I've got um, some statistics here. I actually took, Um, So the New York Post posted an article, okay, and they showed the data between 2009 and 2019 in the UK, right? So in between those years in in the UK, there was a 1000% increase in trans identifying biological males and a 4,400% increase in biological females, Now that is a very scary number. That that's not just like a hundred percent. No, no. We're in the 4,400% there for females. And that goes along with what I said about girls being tomboys, because we've got this issue now where if a girl wants to play with cars or likes the color blue, they're saying you're a boy. No, that's not true. But this is where we are.
0: 100%. And you know, when I was little, like I went through that, I liked baggy jeans. And so I was like, Oh, maybe I'm a boy. Like, thank God that no doctor said, you know what? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like I had, I didn't have any brothers or sisters, but I had a cousin who's a boy and he was like the closest thing I had. So I would skateboard with him. I would play basketball with him. Like I would play video games with him. And I since like, I, I don't skateboard now. I don't play basketball. Now I don't play video games. Now, you know what I mean? It's just like children are curious and like a, a little a little girl can have masculine interests and a little boy can have feminine interests, but that doesn't necessarily make them the opposite gender. And that's it's just it's crazy how that's being convoluted these days. So how did you how did you start to like notice this shift and get so passionate about advocating for what's going on with transgenderism in lieu of the kids?
1: The first thing I noticed was the disgusting things taking place where children were being taken to drag shows that was the first thing i noticed um and after looking into that that's when i saw this alarm that parents were sounding saying look this stuff is going on in the schools my kids are coming home and saying this i had one parent tell me that their two children approached her and told her she they were trans and when she asked what that meant they didn't know so when i heard that I then started to look into um, more things that were happening. And one of the ones I discovered that really horrified me was about a school nurse in Connecticut um, who I've actually reached out to and wanted to interview. Her name is Kathleen Catterford. And she was filed for hateful rhetoric and values totally inconsistent with um, Connecticut's public school district because she revealed in a Facebook group that an 11-year-old student at the school she was working at um, was on puberty blockers and that a dozen students, bar two of them, were identifying as non-binary without parental consent. So the school had been putting kids on puberty blockers and letting them identify as things about the parents knowing. And because she spoke out about this, she was fired. That goes to show how severe this is because a medical professional has been silenced. Um, And the reason why this happened was that 11 year old on the puberty blockers saw the Facebook post and told her mother. So woke parents are getting medical professionals fired. This is where we are. So it's very 1984.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And people need to start getting loud about this. Because I've also seen a video the other day. This is a teacher and she put this on TikTok and she's getting a lot of backlash, which is rightfully deserved. Um, She hosted a video saying that and these were her. This is the way she worded it as well. She said that one of her students felt safe enough to disclose his pronouns to her and that she then spoke to the class. And then the whole class then told their pronouns to her and this is where it gets worse so she hasn't only just indoctrinated her whole class into having pronouns she then said she finds it disgusting that kids don't feel safe around their unsafe adults meaning their parents
0: what happened to teaching kids the alphabet like exactly (laughs) where did that go
1: it's insane It's it's gone from learn maths and english to what gender are you
0: yeah and i see um I see a lot of that on TikTok, like these teachers, they're bragging about like, yeah, I'm teaching my three year olds about about, you know, pronouns. I'm teaching my three year olds about uh, gay rights. Like they don't they don't need to hear anything about that. They're 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 kids.
1: They're babies still. Three year olds are babies. Exactly. Um, You can teach acceptance without forcing things down people's throats. And this is the dangerous thing about it. Where? Um, companies like Disney have upped their LGBTQ um, content. The thing is, by putting these things in shows and movies and social media, how it is, you're getting children to think about things they didn't, they wouldn't have necessarily thought about on their own. So, by mentioning um, trans, gay, lesbian to young children, you're basically indoctrinating them because. You know, not every child on their own would think about being trans. But if you're showing all this stuff in their face, they're seeing it as inviting and they're seeing it as fun and it's becoming a trend. And I've had people call me transphobic for saying this, even though I'm trans myself. And I find it ridiculous because it is becoming a trend. I remember, you know, I was in I left school in 2007. Um, I'm nearly 31 now. And even then, when I was in school, even being gay was kind of taboo. You know, there was a girl that was a lesbian in my year and people were like, (gasps) you know, there's definitely been this huge rise in the last decade um, of LGBTQ people. And it is because of this agenda that is so evidently being shoved down our throats.
0: Exactly. And that's why I wanted to talk to you specifically, because I could have, I could have reached out to a doctor, like, I could have reached out to a journalist, like someone that's doing these studies, but you are like the perfect candidate because you live in the experience of it. Like that, that's your, that's your world. And, um, I, I, I just, I can't get over what, what is going on with kids. Like it's, it actually does make me sick. And it's really sad because you're right. Like they're teaching this in school and they're firing people like that nurse. Um, whereas I heard the story, um, about a month or so ago, where it was it's like a Christian school, and I want to say it was in Ohio. and the teacher gave an assignment to her kids, um, you know, like say, and these are these are like first graders, so they're you know, they can start to think about things. Um, an assignment to her kids where it was like, pretend that you have a best friend who tells you that they're gay and you want to tell them that, you know, like you want to tell them that God loves them and that they're perfect the way they are. And you kind of, you know, so write a letter to your gay best friend. I'm using air quotes for anyone listening. Cause this is like a hypothetical situation, write a letter to your gay best friend and tell them how much God loves them and that they're perfect the way they are and that they just need to go to Jesus and that they're not going to find salvation in, in a sexual identity or anything like that, you know? So that teacher was under fire. And obviously like they're not allowed to teach those things. They're not allowed to teach like godly things to the kids. They're only allowed to teach the woke things. And that teacher, I don't know if she got fired, but it's funny because it was like parents that don't even have their kids in that particular school were the ones that were coming out against this teacher saying that's wrong, that's grooming, that's indoctrination. But it's like but but I'm sorry, teaching a teaching a three-year-old about pronouns is not indoctrination. That's okay. That's that's acceptable. That's what we should be doing. Um, even like, I mean, there's scripture that says to teach kids about God. And I wrote some of it down. There's a Bible verse that says, All your children shall be taught by the Lord, and great shall be the peace of your children. That's Isaiah 40, 54, 13. Like, Peace will be of your children if they are taught of the Lord. And so, like, what's the opposite of peace? Chaos, disorder. What do we have surrounding us? Chaos and disorder. So we're not allowed to teach them about God, but we're allowed to teach them that if they wake up tomorrow and decide that they're a boy,
1: they're a boy. Yeah, I mean, there's been an attack on God for a while in schools. I remember when I was in school and uh, it was put on the uniform list list that no students or teachers could wear a cross. Wow, really? Yes, this was in England um, where I grew up. And, uh, but Muslims were allowed to go and pray. So there, there's been an attack on God for a very long time. Um, I think Christianity, and I don't care how unpopular people think this opinion is, it is the most attacked religion there is. Um, we see, I mean, they were take, trying to take God out of the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, we've seen all of that happen. Um, and it should be alarmed to people uh and make them realize what really is going on here because if you're trying to take god out of the pledge of allegiance take him out of everything then maybe you should start taking god seriously because there's a reason they're doing it.
0: exactly and like i'm not saying i'm not saying trans people are satanic like i'm sitting here talking to you i obviously don't think you're I'm satanic <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, it's not wrong if you say it because there is there is a satanic agenda i but mean that yes i don't know if you've seen the footage but that trashy pride festival literally had a church of Satan float.
0: it's like why and is it that
1: Proves people right this is the thing like all the people who go we're not satanic we're not this but well, why have you got the Church of Satan at your parade you're just proving everybody absolutely right
0: exactly and I mean I do think like all this stuff is connected like all the stuff that you and I have been so passionate about over the last two years like with COVID and with the vaccines and Whatever else has happened. It's hard to keep track at this point. The music industry, all of it, Hollywood, the transgender movement, the LGBTQ community as a whole, it's all connected and it is all a part of like the new world order stuff. And that is specifically to eliminate like God's order, (laughs) new world order, eliminate God's order.
1: Yeah, I agree won- with that. Uh, yes. And the reason for the push on transgenderism is because of the depopulation plan. If you're transgendered, you can't have children. So it's all about this transhumanism, um, genderless people, which they're trying to push with their agenda 2030.
0: Do you want to talk about that for a second?
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, um, We know they've put lots of ways to depopulate us. You know, there's the chemtrails in the sky, there's uh, vaccinations. I mean, there's been a huge rise in autism in the last decade as well. And that also links to the transgenderism because uh, Cambridge University uh, in the UK actually did the biggest study to date on the overlap between autism and gender dysphoria. And it's very... Very common. And I myself am on the spectrum. So there you go. Um, <laughs> there's another um, example of uh, a living testimony with that because I'm high functioning autism. So I'm not very high on the spectrum, but there is that overlap there as well. And I wonder if that had a part of it. And I'm also vaccinated from a child. Um, I, the childhood vaccines seem to be actually getting a lot worse than they ever were. Um, several people I know have had children recently. And after they had their childhood vaccines, they were very sick. So there's this big acceleration on, you know, our food is all poison. There's the chemtrails. There's this, um, this transhumanism going on. All of these things play into their big depopulation plan, um, which was written on the Georgia guidestones before they got knocked down recently. Um, keep humanity under five hundred million. Leave room for nature.
0: Yeah. And I mean, abortion's is a part of that, too, because yes. there would be 60 million more people on the planet if that wasn't so celebrated. Got people
1: thinking so strongly about abortion as well. It's really upsetting. Like, you know, it, it's gone from oh, someone was raped or molested, so they're having abortion, to I literally heard um, a lady at this demonic abortion protest and... I'm not going to say her exact words because she had foul language, but she said, if you get pregnant, you suck that little out. Wow. Demonic. And then there's this tattoo. I don't know if you've seen it. This woman got a tattoo of a baby getting stabbed in the head. I did see that. That's sick, but that's mental illness. That's psychotic. And these people are being praised for this since when was it a good thing to praise about murdering babies?
0: I know it's insane. And what you said about um, like being vaccinated and being on the spectrum, which I had no idea. Thank you for sharing that. I, I heard you say before, though, like maybe about a year ago that you've like speculated, maybe the reason I felt the need to transition or whatever is because I was vaccinated as a kid. And maybe that affected me psychologically. And I've wondered that in different capacities with my own self, because like I was vaccinated as a kid too. And I also, when I was about 13, I got the Gardasil shot, which is like really pushed on OBGYN, like doctors for teenage girls. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, girls are, are encouraged to get the Gardasil shot. They're encouraged to be on birth control. And so many women now have, you know, over, ovarian cysts. They can't have babies. They're having issues with their reproduction. I've had hormonal issues too. And I've had severe, severe depression and anxiety that thank God he really kind of took from me. But I wonder in hindsight, if I suffered so badly as a teenager, maybe because I was vaccinated, that's just something that people don't, aren't even willing to talk about.
1: Honestly I think you could be right and uh, my connection I made about these childhood vaccines with the uh, transgenderism and I also believe it ties to the autism um, is the fact that they put MRC5 aborted fetal cells into these childhood vaccines, but they put the opposite gender of who they're injecting. So wow. little boys think they're girls because they probably are because they're being injected with this estrogen, you know? It's it's very, very concerning. And if you just look at a data table, like I said with that, that increase before that study done in the UK, um, it also shows that since 2017, the number of trans identifying people in the US has almost doubled since 2017. So where is it coming from? Right. You have to start connecting the dots and everything leads back to the childhood vaccination, social media, the, the media in general. It's just shoving, shoving, shoving things down people's throats
0: like incessantly.
1: The attacks are coming from all angles. There's no escape from it. No matter, you know, you could be unvaccinated, but watch lots of TikTok and go down the path like the influence is so strong out there
0: a quick break in the episode to ask that if you haven't already please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen or watch give it a five-star rating and written review to help get this into more people's eyes and ears and spread the good news of jesus christ thank you so much Mm-hmm. and it's just really sad it's really sad what's what's happened in the last 10 years I just can't imagine where we will be by twenty thirty if they if they get their way
1: it's it's honestly it doesn't look very bright, and I hate to say it because um I like to be a positive person, but these people really are demonic
0: mhm, and that's interesting um what what you said with the aborted fetal cells. I knew that there were aborted fetal cells in vaccines, but I didn't know that they were like doing the opposite gender, and that just makes you wonder well well, why do they want abortion so bad like there's like you said, all these things they just overlap, like everything is one and the same. Um, So can you talk a little bit about like gender dysphoria and mental illness, like kind of as a whole, because I, you know, when I've just noticed how with transgender people in general, it's just, it's like, we coddle their mental illness. Like we tell them, oh yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Whereas, you know, like with a schizophrenic person, you're not going to sit there and say like, yeah, the wall's talking to you. You're, you're so right. The wall is talking to you right now. No, you're getting them psychiatric help for that. You're telling them the truth, but then people want to come around and say that if you're, if you're not affirming someone's pronouns, if you're not affirming how someone identifies that you're being unloving, but the most loving thing you can do is tell someone the truth.
1: Yeah. The, the whole, Pronoun thing is absolute insanity, really, because it just further divides people into categories. You know what I mean? Because what's really strange about it is if someone looks like their gender, you shouldn't have to ask. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And it's because we've got this like world of they, thems, and people identifying as mythical beings. You know, I've seen videos of people identifying as water sprites, rams demons and giving themselves literal pronouns and um of demons and you mentioned schizophrenia i actually think schizophrenia is demonic attack i think they are hearing things but they're hearing demonic entities and because they're not close to god they don't know how to cast that out um because i've had experience with mental health in my life too you know like when i was um had the gender dysphoria um i was very depressed because of it and i literally went to a doctor okay and just said I've got anxiety and I'm depressed. They told me I had borderline personality disorder. I said, what? That was on one visit, okay? So then I went away thinking, that, that, that sounds crazy to me, um, was upset again, went back, you have bipolar. What? You told me I've got borderline, now you're telling me I've got bipolar. They make it up. It's fantasy land, That because where it's a mental thing, you can't really diagnose it apart from someone's opinion. You know, it's not something physical that's there, it's a mental thing. So these, these people are paid because they want that money. They're paid to tell you there's something wrong with you when there isn't. And I was prescribed antidepressants i was prescribed antipsychotics, and i tell you something i lost my personality on them i was numb people were trying to talk to me and i was you know it Mm -hmm. literally makes you brain dead like a zombie and i was depressed like i refused to take them and i didn't need them but my friends obviously where they were so uh brainwashed by this whole thing that goes on they were like matt you need to take your pills and i was like no they're making me someone i'm not like i could tell they weren't right for me and so after that whole charade I stopped going to the doctor about being depressed because every time I did they told me I had a mental illness and gender dysphoria I do believe it is a form of mental illness and the trans people who get upset about this they're not being realists they're living in a fantasy land I mean these trans people right now who are trying to eradicate biology because they're saying that gender is a social construct. This is a very dangerous game to play, especially when it's being thrown at children because they're never going to understand the birds and the bees. You know, they're they're literally being born into a world where they're told, right, you may have a penis, but you're anything you want to be, honey. And That's a really dangerous game to play. Very dangerous. We should never ever eradicate biology.
0: I agree. And that's something, again, that like, I really respect about you because you can sit there and say, yeah, I was born a biological female. But if you even try to say that to someone who's really woke, um, they, they will call you transphobic. They'll say that, you know, you're on the wrong side of history. You lack empathy and all these things. And something about the pronouns that is interesting, you know, you know, in the Bible, they is referred to as legion, which is referred to as many demons that's just like all these things it ultimately all does tie back to god Mm -hmm. and and the devil and it's just something else that can't be ignored that people want to ignore um but could you talk about some of the examples with like the kids from drag shows because i'm sure you saw yeah the one in texas with the the miss mr mr one um where they had that big sign that said it's not going to lick itself and they had all the kids there like that And people want to say, like, oh, taking your kids to church is grooming. What? You know, it's just.
1: Absolutely not. It's insane. It is insane. I mean, I've seen uh, footage as well of a drag queen with prosthetic breasts having a young child tip it right between. And I'm thinking the parents, they also need investigating. It's not just these drag queens. Any parent that thinks it's okay to take their child to a drag show is definitely not right in the head. I mean, I'm not saying drag is terrible together. I've been to a drag show in my life before. Like I got invited to my friend's birthday and I had a laugh, but the themes were completely adult. It was all about sex the whole way through. So in what reality is it acceptable to take young children to this? Because the difference is as well, I don't know if you saw the video I made the other day, but that drag queen who said children should be taught to open their hearts, open their minds and open their legs in front of children now that's not a funny joke children don't understand that joke you know and that is evidence of grooming yet we've got um these big companies uh and these apps like reddit and twitter saying that groomer is an anti-lgbtq slur that is another dangerous change of language because that is not what a child groomer is at all a groomer is someone who tries to form a positive relationship with a minor, and sometimes the parents, with the intention of having a sexual relationship with that minor. That is a groomer. So by opening up this world of, of, of drag, with this heavy sexualized theme, you're encouraging sexual behavior in children before they are developed, and it's going to cause a future generation of very messed up adults. Yeah, and it, we don't, and it normalizes pedophilia. It opens the door for that.
0: One hundred percent. We don't even have the evidence for that yet, and that's like the terrifying part, um, because we're such we're in such early stages of it. Yes. Um, did you know that the guy I forget his name. I wish I wrote it down. The guy who created the trans flag. Well, first of all, why is it baby pink and baby blue? Why? Why is it baby colors? Um, he, the man who created that flag in his book which i also wish i wrote down in his book he is open about his his fetish for children
1: it's 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 horrific i mean i don't know if you saw but a uh trans woman who brutally raped two 9 year old girls has now been made an lgbtq idol and she's everywhere look how amazing this activist is she literally raped a 9 year old child
0: yeah and let's talk about that how it's you know the uh the bathrooms and the locker rooms and the how these lines are being blurred like there are there are women in jail that are being abused now because these creepy men are just saying, yeah, you know what? I'm a girl, I'm a woman. And they're getting put in the same facilities as these women in the same showers as these women and the real women are being abused because of it. But no one wants to talk about that stuff. It's just all acceptance, acceptance, inclusivity, but it's, it's become so much more than acceptance and inclusivity. And, you know, if you would have said this stuff, like even five years ago, it it probably would have sounded nuts, but look at how fast it's, it's transpired. And it's, again, makes you wonder what's going to happen in another five years if we don't start talking about it, if we don't start pushing back, because ultimately we're going to get the tyranny that we comply to. We're going to get the abuse that we comply to. And that's the problem. Everyone's complying to it because no one wants to be called out for being transphobic.
1: It's really worrying. The amount of people I have messaged me saying, I'm so glad you're speaking up about this because I can't say it because I'm not trans. Wrong. This is a matter of good and evil. Children are under attack. It doesn't matter if you're gay, you're straight, you're bi, you're trans. They can't speak up for themselves. So people need to raise their voice. And it is really sad that we're living in this world where cancel culture has become the norm and it's encouraged. You know, bullying is now encouraged and there's nothing I hate more than a bully because I was bullied all through school. You know, I don't like bullies. I, I really don't like them. So to see bullying, be so popular now and people think it's clever is really disheartening and the words that these people are throwing out as well they've lost their meaning I mean phobia it means to have an irrational extreme fear of something so to call me transphobic you're saying I'm scared of myself which when you think about that it's laughable it's hilarious that people are using these words and and, and and using them in any way they wish whatever sounds right to them when that's not the meaning of these words at all everything's transphobic now everything's homophobic everything's phobic something you know i got told as well that me wanting to protect protect children was white supremacy i was also told that so we're also living in a world where something that should have been common sense protecting children is now a bad thing to do
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, white supremacy is like a whole entirely different can of worms, but that's, yep. that's absurd.
1: And that's um, also attacking children in school. You know, you, you said about that um, thing the teacher did with, with, with the students. Well, in one school, there was one white girl in a class of black students, okay, and she was told to write about why she was privileged, and she went home crying to her parents. And she was a, a nine-year-old.
0: That's messed she up. She went
1: home crying because she was white.
0: That's so messed up. It and is. it's, it's what you said earlier about how, like when you were in school, like it was kind of taboo for someone to be gay. And now it's like the opposite. It's like, you're not cool. Now, if, if you're, if you're, if you're cis, mm-hmm. if you're just like a cis white girl or a cis white boy, you're not cool. It's, it's like, you almost have to identify as something other than what you were biologically created to be in order to fit in these days. And it's 100% a part of it because these kids are feeling left out now that they're going home and thinking, what's wrong with me? Nothing is wrong with you. Mm -hmm. Uh It's, it's sad. And something else they don't want to talk about. And I want to talk about this before it leaves my brain. Um, but I've seen you speak about this in your videos. They don't want to talk about the realities of the transition. So can you speak from that with your own experience and
1: yeah, and I've, I've written down some uh, information from people who have tried to detransition and it doesn't go how you want it to. Um, so I thought about detransitioning at one point. I really did. When I woke up to everything in the world and I saw the trans agenda and stuff, I thought about it. But the thing is, detransitioning can actually be a lot harder than transitioning because your body never goes back the way it was before and um I prayed a lot on it you know and God basically gave me the inkling that they're not going to listen to me if I detransition either I need to reach out to these people that are lost and they're disregarding detransition, they don't matter Ugh, you're detran so you're not one of us so by staying how I am I still have some kind of revelance at reaching these people because they're so lost you know i've seen footage of preachers trying to tell lgbtq people that god loves them and they're all there going we're going to hell yay hell yeah. ain't fun don't brag about it it ain't fun um but regarding the detransitioners and, and and how dangerous this can be a a girl was recently in the news i don't know if you saw it but her name was chloe cole and she recently spoke out about um how she'd had underage transgender treatment so and it has damaged her so she was put on puberty blockers and testosterone at 13 okay and she had a mastectomy at 15 uh, she now recognizes that she's removed entire organs, uh, her breasts, uh, too soon. And now she cannot have children. So it's messed up her body for life. And she's absolutely heartbroken about it. She's gone to the media. She sounded the alarm because of this uh, push for child uh, gender reassignment. And they're shutting her down. They're, you're not a real trans. You're a liar. You're, you're, your experience doesn't speak for everybody. This is This is how it is. You know, that this girl was literally devastated because her life is now unable to go how she wants it to. She's realized she wasn't trans. And this is the thing. These p- adults who are letting their children trans transition young, they're going to have a lot of resentment from those children when they're older, when they realize they've made the wrong decision.
0: Yeah, that's so that's so sad and scary. And I've heard um, I've heard some testimonies from people that become trans and they realize that it doesn't give them what they thought. Like it's, and that's because like, you're not going to find your salvation and changing your body. That's not where it is. It's in Jesus, obviously. And, but they're being taught that, yeah, you know, as long as you follow your truth, you know, it's all about your truth, not the truth, but your truth. So as long as you follow your truth, you know, everything is, everything is honky dory. And like, that's just not the case.
1: And they don't understand like the seriousness of that choice. Like what you just said, that that's heartbreaking. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of these people transition to improve their mental state and actually it gets worse because it's not what they thought. I mean, another thing people don't realise as well is that when you transition, um, it can be quite isolating. I mean, especially how it was for me at first, because uh, not everyone wants to date you, you know. And this is the thing they're trying to force this on people. You've got these trans people who are going, oh, if I'm a trans woman, but if a straight male um doesn't want to sleep with me they're transphobic no that's insanity that is insanity but a lot of people transition with this mindset thinking they can just date whoever they like and they're not to that person's liking and then they're then they're lonely and they're and they're depressed and they feel isolated and it's not just that either I mean before I had my top surgery I had worse dysphoria actually, because my face and stuff had got masculine. But when I went to go have a bath, I had breasts. So, it, it, you know, it makes you feel really, really uncomfortable. And then the surgery as well doesn't necessarily improve it. I've actually had depression since my surgery because it didn't go very well. I nearly lost a nipple. I remember crying to my mum. My mum was crying for me because this is the woman who told me to hold off on this stuff all my teenage and, you know, young years. And then I finally did it. And It didn't go as I wanted it to. And then I didn't lose the nipple in the end, but the other one ended up turning out terrible. I've got thick scars that go across me. I was bedridden um, for quite a while. I couldn't lift my arms up for three months. I couldn't do any lifting or anything for six months. And exercise is really important for your mental well-being, So I wasn't able to exercise. Now, children have an even shorter attention span than adults so can you imagine telling a child they can't do any activity for that long it's going to feel like a lot longer amount of time do you remember being young and how long a year felt it felt like forever right It, it rushes when you're older but when you're a kid it's the longest year ever like it just goes on and on so imagine spending six months of that incapable of even hanging out with your friends
0: Yeah, and that's, I never even thought of that That's insane And not everyone is Ellen Page And has millions and millions of dollars To have like the perfect transition
1: You know what I mean? Ellen Page, right I don't think she's really, really trans I think Hollywood forced that Something about that transition is so off to me Because she was always, Ellen Page was always the The lesbian in Hollywood And she embraced it, didn't she? She loved it, she was the cool lesbian in Hollywood And then all of a sudden She's Elliot. And I don't know if you've noticed, but it's almost like she's barely touched hormones and she's just gone straight for the chest. And uh, my friend told me he was watching the Umbrella Academy because he's a big fan of it. And apparently the agenda in that season three was awful because it wasn't just, oh, I'm trans now. It was an episode and a half about how she's trans now. Huh. And it was like done in a way where it was, oh, you're so brave. You're so amazing. So... Kids are going to watch that and go, oh, trans means I'm a hero. I'm right. going to be trans now. And it it's like it used to be a matter of you'd have trans people and stuff. They've always been in stuff, but it, it wasn't shoved. And now it's you need to know why this person is like this and all the ins and outs as if like it's you who's going to go for it yourself.
0: Mm-hmm. And I know a trans person um, who is just honestly like one of the most low-key people I've ever met. Like this, this person just doesn't want to be bothered that they just don't care. They just, they just wanted the transition and that's what they did and here they are, but they're not, they're not on social media every day posting, Hey, Hey, you know what? If you don't accept me, like screw you and blah, 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 blah. And like, that's what we've gone from. Like, we just, we just want our privacy. We just want our business to, you need to literally embody this philosophy or You are wrong.
1: Yeah. I mean, you said you followed me from 2020, so you know that I was doxxed. I didn't even go public about this stuff at first because I wanted to be known for the truth I was putting out. You know, I didn't, I've never been a stereotype person. I didn't want to be known as that trans truther out there. I just wanted to be Matt who tries to red pill people. That's all I wanted to be. It was only when I was doxxed. And at first it really messed me up. I don't know if you saw the video, but I was crying. I was really stressed. I was like, oh, because especially with how a lot of my followers are conservative and they know about the agenda. So I was hoping they wouldn't think that I was part of that agenda. You know, there was a whole whole thing for me, but it was only after it happened that I realized that God made it happen on purpose because it was my blessing in disguise so I could do what I needed to do. Like I was putting out truth but I wasn't putting out my truth and my truth needed to be heard because of all of this stuff that is going on to the children. This agenda has been rapidly accelerated and because of how nasty these people are, I mean, I still get called transphobic, but people are more willing to listen to me because of the fact that I am trans myself. So I got forced out, but I know why now, like it had to happen because I wouldn't have been able to do what I'm doing now if it had
0: Yeah. And I, I agree that this is like, God, God knows us when we're in the womb. Jeremiah tells us that. And, you know, the, what you had said in the beginning about your actual biology, like how you, you were intersex like that, that's God's design that happened for a reason. And that that's very interesting. Like, cause he knew this would eventually be your life path and he knew Mm -hmm. that you would be able to speak out on these things. So it's just It's crazy how, how God works. And, you know, some people might say, well, maybe it is God's plan for me. Like, is that why I have these feelings? Like, that's not necessarily true. Like your feelings, you can't base your entire life on how how we feel because how we feel changes every day. and, And our feelings are always wrong. And ultimately, I, you know, I do think that God created man and woman for a reason. And if that goes away, then we don't have a population. And that's like, kind of like the roundabout back to what we were talking about the the whole thing with the population control. Like that's what they want. They don't want us to have nuclear families. They don't want us to have man and woman biology. They don't want us to be reproducing. They don't want us to be happy as we were born. They want us sad, depressed on drugs, chemically Uh induced, juiced up um confused about our sex confused about our gender just confused and miserable and godless
1: because yeah. i mean the LGBTQ can. agenda in general has um insulted god because they've taken his promise the rainbow and removed uh the color from it uh, was it the blue or the, the purple the purple they were
0: Another quick break in this episode to remind you that you can donate to the Heaven and Healing Podcast Ministry at donorbox.org/slash heaven-healing-podcast-ministry. I will leave that in the show notes. And if that doesn't work, you can always directly Venmo me if you do feel called to do so. My Venmo is at Angela Marie Yuchi, which is the spelling of my Instagram, and I will leave that in the show notes as well. of the donations go straight into the time, energy, and maintenance of Heaven and Healing podcast, and every donation is greatly appreciated. If you can't donate, all I ask is that you say a prayer. Thank you so much.
1: And uh, basically change the rainbow for what they wanted it to instead.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all like kind of blasphemy. And that whole, I, I think it's, it's just, it is laughable how people call you transphobic. And just anyone in general who who speaks out about these things, they're called transphobic. And like I said, it's not, it's not unloving to tell people the truth. And that's, that's, that's where so many people are just blurring the lines these days. I mean, with, with every topic, it's not unloving to tell the truth. It's actually more loving to be honest about reality, to be honest about biology, to be honest about what God calls us to do, because that's, that's where you're going to find your salvation. And all these movements are, you know, it's always like, I support the current thing. It's like, oh, if I support Ukraine, then I'll be a good person. If I support LGBTQ, I'm, I'm a good person. Yeah. If I support Black Lives Matter, I'm a good person. And it's all these things like making your identity into these movements and these it's, philosophies. It's a world
1: of virtue signaling. Like, we're, we're, we're living in this world where people say the things they do just because they want to impress their favorite celebrity or you know like um, as celebrities are well, they're losing their power now but think how powerful they were to the point where their manager could go post about this and then everyone who supports them then supports that very very dangerous mm-hmm. they're like the demigods of today they've been put yeah. on these pedestals and they're trying to lead everyone away from what is actually good
0: yeah. And look what's happened. Like, we are more mentally ill, mentally unstable, and messed up than we've ever been.
1: It's a and- very mentally ill society. And I, I actually made a, a point about that recently, and I got told I was crazy for saying it. I was like, how can you not see how ill people are?
0: I know. And when people like us talk about this, we're called extreme, and that which is, like, the greatest irony of all, because look what's happening (laughs) like that's not extreme these things aren't extreme taking kids to drag shows is an extreme firing medical professionals for stating what is true is an extreme i mean and and our administration isn't helping the biden administration's not helping do you want to talk about rachel levine
1: yeah rachel levine like in my opinion belongs in jail (laughs) for even advising children undergo gender reassignment but it's the her use of words empower children that's sickening because that makes them feel special oh you're empowering me you're making me into this thing that i need to be you know and it's a very very dangerous thing and the stuff she's put in with the who as well when you know the new guidelines um I watched a talk the other day by Child Protection Wales and they were showing the curriculum that's about to be entered into schools. And it is disgusting. The guidelines are now showing that ages not to four should learn early childhood masturbation and um, how good it feels to be touched. Now, here's the problem. You teach not to four that, then they're going to think when an adult touches them inappropriately that it's okay. Mm. And then if they think it's okay from the start, they're not going to tell their parents it happened. You see, if, if kids know something's wrong, then they're going to tell their parents. But if they're being taught from an age that young, when they're extremely impressionable, they're not going to know any different. So, again, it's opening the door to this grooming and normalizing of pedophilia. And Rachel Levine is also behind that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, talk about, talk about the, the pedophilia thing with that. Because I don't think we've really talked about that too deeply.
1: Okay, so all these things that are being brought into the school, these, these, these new learning things, it is encouraging sexual behavior in children before they even know basic concepts of the world. And uh, some of the books that are going around the schools as well, okay, so I, I've seen some pages from it again at this uh, presentation. And this is all being introduced in September, by the way and it's all around the world. Um, it, all around the world. And one thing I saw, okay, this is disgusting. Now, this is going to be shown. This one was for four to six, age four to six. It was a banana covered in chocolate spread saying 20% of women do anal. Yeah, that's going to be shown in the schools. Um, then uh, there was something about 40% of men like anal or something and this is going to the kids that there was a book that showed um how to actually give oral it said um some people like oral and that's when you lick the vagina or the head of the penis and suck it and this was literally going to be handed to six-year-olds
0: and what did you get this from
1: this was Child Protection Wales, and they are a group of parents who have actually made it into the papers um, for taking on the, the school district. And they were this is WHO guidelines that they did a presentation on and showed everything that's coming to the schools in September. And the parents were literally holding their heads like they could not believe what their children are about to be faced with. It's very scary. It literally had a, a page of genitals as well. Um, And it wasn't, you know, I remember doing sex education has always been taught, but I was taught it at um, later in my in my teenage years in schools. And it was basically, you know, by that age, you can try and stop it. But teenagers experiment. They do, you know, at that age they do. So it was like teaching how not to get pregnant and stuff. Now it's this is how you give oral. This is how you have anal sex. That is literally it was literally instructions how to do it. And this was for guidelines of age six.
0: That's absolutely sickening. It is. And that's going to be taught come September? Yes.
1: September, this these guidelines get brought in. Um, I will send you actually the video if you want, so you can watch this whole presentation because I think people need to see it. They need to know, like, even if people aren't parents, they need to know exactly what is coming into these schools because it needs to be stopped. It is grooming. It is going to normalize pedophilia in every single way. And it's going to encourage sexual behavior in kids under 10.
0: And I, I, have never even heard of them until so you just told me. And it's just, it makes me actually, it just makes me so mad because yesterday I, I'm, I was at the gym and they had the TV on and here's what's on the news. Klondike bar is retiring the Chaco taco. Great. That's what I need to hear about. Not, not that kids are going to learn how to give oral sex. Like they, yeah. they just, they hate us. They hate us so much. And people don't realize that. They don't realize how much that these people literally want to indoctrinate our kids, hurt our kids, thus hurt us, thus hurt future generations. And they trust them like wholeheartedly, just trust these yeah. people and trust their ideologies and get on board with it and then call someone like you a bigot yeah, or say that you have no right to talk about this.
1: Yeah, um, they keep saying to me. You can be trans and still be transphobic. How? How? Because I'm not being funny. You, you hear these stories of uh, men who are like closet gay, but they get married and have kids because they don't want to come out about being gay. So surely if someone was transphobic. They would just live a lie and be miserable rather than actually go through it that you see. So this is again just the same example where words have completely lost their meanings. I mean, everything's far right rhetoric now as well. You disagree with someone, it's far right. I've been told that um, that I'm transphobic because even though I'm trans, I have far right viewpoints. I was like, how is wanting to protect children from being groomed far right? How how did we get here?
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what it is all about. It's all about kids, you know. Um, I've had someone tell me, like, you know, oh, since since you've been Christian, like you're you're just so judgmental now, like I I don't even recognize you anymore. And you're you're just so bigoted, and you're talking about how pride is a sin. And I had to stop and say, okay, let's break this down in a few different things. One, pride, pride doesn't belong to the LGBTQ community. You can be proud about anything. And God does say, Don't be prideful, be humble. Okay. So that's what I mean when I say that pride is a sin. Second of all, it's not, it's not my business. What a grown person does. Like if you, like I said, I know this trans person just went out transition. That's not my business. That's your life. Okay. It doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect my relationship with God. God does call me to speak biblical truth. So I'm going to do that. I'm not coming at anybody, but here's, here's where it becomes my business when it becomes the kid's business. And that's what it's about because that's what it's turned into. It's no longer what happens between closed doors with two consenting and two consenting adults. It's what you just talked about this, this presentation and what's going to be taught in schools, because I'm going to be a mom someday. That could be my kid sitting there listening, how to give oral sex when she's four years old.
1: Uh And
0: that's when it becomes my business. And that's when I'm going to talk about it. But, oh, I'm, I'm a bigot. I'm judgmental now. Like, if, if being judgmental means I care about kids, call me judgmental because that's what I care about. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 18, six, whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him. If a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depths of the sea. Jesus literally says, if you hurt a kid, on judgment day, it would be better if you just tied a brick around your neck and flung yourself into the ocean. That's how much God values children. And these people just want to absolutely corrupt them and confuse them and hurt them. And it's, it's sick.
1: Yeah. And we've also got a situation where we've got a lot of these woke parents trying to show how accepting and progressive they are. And I came across an account on TikTok that which really disgusted me. Uh, This woman is virtue signaling and in the biggest way possible she's got four children and she's bragging about how every single one of them is non-binary and she was showing off her kids one had a trans flag wrapped around her neck the other one had the lgbt um rainbow flag wrapped around her neck and she was getting them to introduce them with their pronouns and they were all like under 10 years old they were all extremely young you're telling me that's not indoctrination that is a perfect example you're telling me that she has four kids and they're all the same no way. It's a trend.
0: That um, that drag show in Texas, this guy, I'm really bad at writing names down. This guy went there kind of like undercover and he documented a lot. That's how we got the videos. He documented what was going on. And he said that he was like, it was really uncomfortable because I'm sitting at a bar and there's a five year old boy playing with his Rubik's cube next to me. And he said that he overheard the mom Talking to the bartender like this is my son. He's gay, and the kids sitting are like, "I'm not gay. I'm not gay." And then she's like, "Don't let him lie to you. He's gay." So yeah, these parents are falling into it and actually are encouraging it and think it's cool for their kids to be gay or for their kids to be trans. Like it's like a it's like a stamp of approval for them to raise gay kids. It's brainwashing.
1: To go along with that, there was that study done by I think it was Stonewall the other day that children as young as two-year-olds know they're trans sorry what study was that then you know they're they're, they're making these studies up as they mm-hmm. go along and what's really really amusing about this comp about this stonewall people is i'm a member of gays against groomers and uh we hadn't even uh commented at them yet and they'd already pre-blocked us before making that article S- if that doesn't show the agenda i don't know what does
0: mm-hmm. They were, I, uh, I
1: people are going to call us out so we better block them in advance
0: yeah two-year-olds know what they are i think what the we just saw like on the joe rogan podcast he said like two-year-olds think that they're a dinosaur sometimes right. like yeah we're, we're not telling yeah. them that they're dinosaurs and that they should go be a dinosaur
1: forever at two years old i was putting a towel on my head and running around going no no batman you know like was i batman no
0: exactly it's just so sick and it's so sad
1: it is. And it's being ramped up. It's, we think it's bad now. How bad, like you said earlier, how bad is it going to be in five years? Mm-hmm. How many people are still going to be what they call cis now? You can't just be a male or female anymore. No, you're, you're a cis male or a cis female. It's, they're eradicating biology in every single way. I mean, the fact now that trans women can have uterus implants. That's disgusting, That is absolutely horrific. And then you hear as well that they're now trying to lie about how men can get pregnant. That is not true. The only reason why that man is pregnant is because he's he was a biological female and he slept with a man and somehow his eggs are still working. So he's got pregnant. He is not a pregnant man. There is no such thing as a pregnant man, but they're erasing biology and just making it seem normal. I mean, there's even a pregnant man emoji on the iPhone now.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I almost forgot to, but I wanted to talk about that, how that's now, like I said, it's just like a slope. It just, it goes from this to this, to this. Now it's pregnant men. It's the, did you see the Calvin Klein ad?
1: Uh, it was, it was literally the Crayola one the other day.
0: No. What was that?
1: So Crayola, which we know their target audience is kids again. Okay. They decide to put what they apparently called a trans man, on their advertisement but he wasn't even a trans man because yes he had a beard and stuff but he was wearing women's clothes he had long hair and he was wearing a woman's like play suit so that's being put to kids that is but so confusing they're just that crayola is like for coloring i don't understand why that's exactly. even necessary <laughs> the ad actually got so much backlash they deleted it wow good yeah very good but i just couldn't believe it because we're getting to the point now where when i transitioned look at me do i do i do i look like a female am i trying uh, no i i transitioned and i i let go of all of that but we've now got people who are like oh i'm just going to start hormones but still wear wear what i was wearing before so we're creating this whole abnormal kind of human because that that doesn't look right to me like and i've been Mm -hmm. called transphobic for this as well when i'm thinking hey, I actually am trans, whereas you're just trying to be every gender at once, that doesn't sit right with me. It -hmm. doesn't.
0: Mm -hmm. And it kind of plays into the goal of transhumanism, right? Because that's where this is all leading,
1: ultimately. And, you know, there's been the attack before all of this. I mean, um, I think the beginning of all of this push was during the emo phase because how many people were like, oh, I'm bi because they were emo and it became cool to be bisexual. My sister even did it at one point. She was like, oh, I like girls. And I was like, Izzy, do you though? Do you actually like girls? or are you just saying it because you like rock music and you you know you're being an emo now? Like That was where I started to notice this huge rise because it was called, it was trendy to be bisexual and now it's trendy to be trans. It's like they've just turned it up mm-hmm. as it went along
0: like you said i just did that episode on the music industry remember when Katy Perry's song i kissed a girl came out and it was like so cool yeah, yeah.
1: and if you look at Katy perry's background okay she horrified her parents she was a christian singer she was uh her family were very uh strict christians she made christian music and because the industry is so run by satan they never gave her a uh, a record contract and then they turned around to her and they were like hey but you really want this don't you and she was like yeah and they went why don't you sing about how you kissed a girl when you liked it and she went okay so she makes this song huge hit parents are like what happened to you and suddenly she's selling records and records and records because she's glamorizing sin she's you know all of this all these agendas that she's now pushing i mean katie perry's gone dark she mm-hmm. is as satanic as it gets her song et is literally a love song to satan
0: mm-hmm. yeah and the dark horse song like all yeah. of it yeah she's like 100 yeah. a witch i didn't even talk about her in that episode but i mean they're that all of them and they're all i mean the woke agenda like if no one's noticed is just everywhere in hollywood like they have all the celebrities in on it and like you said maybe the ellen page thing was pushed on her to do that mm-hmm. they just i mean if hollywood's talking about it if the music industry's talking about it there's something wrong with it like they're, they're, that it should be a red flag for anyone at this point um well this was this has been like a really really great conversation um i already know people are going to ask me to have you back on because i would love was, to come back good. i've had a
1: great chat with you
0: <laughs> yeah yeah we have like a, we have good synergy it was nice um Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or that you feel like we missed or wanted to mention in your notes?
1: Yeah, I just want to this last little note I've written down here. um, I just want to read it. Uh, I I said that many kids are triggered by online content promoting trans activism and hatred towards cis, heterosexual um, and and, and white people, obviously, there's a lot of these things going on. Uh, girls in particular are being influenced through platforms like Tumblr and TikTok to reject the femininity and destroy it. And once you remove Manory grands, there is no going back. So I want people to know that um, because there are a lot of parents right now. I've had so many parents reach out to me and they, they, they're, all, they're all struggling with a child going through this because of this acceleration. So if you are in this position and you're listening to this, don't completely dismiss your child if they say this stuff to you. Tell them you love them no matter what, but please explain to them all these situations, the pros and cons. Explain that it really isn't rainbows and butterflies and that it could be permanently damaging and that their brain isn't developed till 25 and that they need to wait because they will. They might hate you for it now, but they will love you for it later on. Mm-hmm. It's better to have that little bit of, you know, uh, confrontation, through those years, rather than have your child turn around to you when they're an adult and say, I wish you didn't do this to me.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, And then I do have like two more questions for you. So um, people that are listening or watching, you know, obviously primarily Christian audience. I do have some people that are secular and just like to hear what I have to say, but for any like christian person who knows a trans person and knows that like they really want them to know like god loves them and that you know they can repent and that even though they've tra- they may have transitioned or they're thinking about transitioning that they can be forgiven for anything like how would you recommend that someone um handle that situation should they talk to them should they not like what do you what do you think like
1: as a trans person uh, the one thing I do say to people, because people ask me about how I have my faith of God being trans, and I'll, I'll say the same thing as I, I do to them. I like to remind them that all of us are fallen, yeah. not just some of us. We are all fallen, and God sees all sin the same. He doesn't like the sin, but he, he loves the sinner. And these people have been made to believe that God doesn't care about them, they're going to hell, they're not, that simply isn't true. God is knocking at all of our hearts, especially now, because big things are coming, and I think everyone can feel it, the world's like in a really weird place, and the revival is taking place right now, I mean, the singer MIA, who has been Hindu her whole life, recently spoke out saying, look, I'm probably going to lose fans for this, but Jesus came to me, and I've realized that he is the one, and so the revival is happening, so just God does, love them and you need to make it clear to them and just say all they've got to do is listen to that knock because he's there and all he wants is you to just accept him
0: because this world
1: is very full and you know look back in time okay like how the sins were back then it was probably a lot easier to be more like jesus back then because the sins have evolved as well sins that are present now probably weren't as common back then and it's got to the point now where you could walk into a shop and purchase something quite innocently but because of that corporation you're probably sinning because of the 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 backlog with everything to do with it so just realize none of us are perfect and that you are loved but you're not going to find any peace in your life until you accept god and i know i know that from firsthand i had such a childhood and, and teenage years of being really miserable a lot of depression um broken relationships, feeling misunderstood. And it was only when I, like I said, I stood in my room and I said, Jesus, tell me what I got to do, that I felt whole and I've never looked back. And that can be the same for everybody. They just have to listen to that look.
0: That's perfect. That's an awesome way to close out. Um, So will you uh, do us the honor of finishing with a prayer for the audience and for us?
1: Of course, I'd love to, thank you. Father in heaven, we ask that you draw close to us and you bring peace to this dark, cruel world. We ask that you take care of your children because they really need your protection right now. They're being attacked from all angles. And we ask that you elevate us and help us use our voice so we can be the best vessel we can to do your work and protect them also. We thank you for the joy you bring to our life we thank you for the food you put on our table we thank you for every day that we wake up and every night we go to sleep and we thank you for the growth you give us every single day in our journey as we try and walk more and more in your ways we love you father amen oh, no. that was beautiful thank you